I'd like to cover two more topics in kashas before we move on to a whole new uh, area on halakha. And this topic I want to cover is what we call big things come in small packages. And that is the topic of bugs. Little tiny speck of bugs that nobody would even give any consideration to if not for the Torah. Something that for Goyim is not an issue and perfectly fine and adds a little protein or whatever it is into their food. And yet Minat Torah, for a little tiny bug, the smaller than the size of a period in any textbook. For that bug, it's possible to transgress perhaps five loises that arises, maybe even seven in certain situations. So we're talking about for any one you would have to give up all of your assets. So the difference between buying a kosher piece of lettuce or a tray for a piece of lettuce, you'd have to spend all your money if you had to eat a piece of lettuce um, and to avoid having a bug that's in there. Now, you don't have to have the lettuce in the first place. But again, this is, we're talking about big time Averis. We're talking about the Oirisas. And it comes in extremely tiny packages of bugs. Now, you can ask why that's such a big problem. It's so tiny. It's barely noticeable. One thing right off the bat is, forget about any reasons. God knows what's best for us. He says it's worthwhile to take us out of Mitzrayim just to keep us away for the Shkatsim and Rasim to take us away and elevate us from eating the Machalas Azurais and eating these, these bugs. So it's a big deal, and we have to be very careful. Even if it's a tiny little thing, it packs a big punch. So this will apply while traveling, since we're on that topic anyway. When you're traveling, there's these fruit stands, you get fresh fruit juices, smoothies, where they make these things for you, and they are absolutely usher if they're making smoothies or whatever it is from um, fruits that often carry bugs. Now, if they're doing orange juice, so they take off the peel and they just do the orange, that's not going to be an issue. There may be a side issue, perhaps that they use the kalem to make these smoothies for tray for food. That might be a separate issue, which is easier to get around than the actual issue of them throwing in even just one strawberry into the mix. So strawberry, raspberries, blackberries, pretty much almost every leafy vegetable and lettuce, cabbage, all, all of these things could be problematic and one season is no proof to another. So you have to be a wary consumer when it comes to fruits and vegetables and be on the alert. You could easily check up Star K or the CRC. They'll usually have a list of that season's infestations and every single year or season could be different and it's something to be wary of. Now there are different levels in fruits and vegetables in terms of concern. There are certain things that are considered bechezkas clean. They don't need checking unless you know otherwise that it was in a rotten, weird area with a lot of bugs. But we could assume that they're clean without any need for checking. Certain foods are considered, there is a cheshash, there is somewhat of a concern. And then there are certain foods that are bechezkas, there's an assumption that they are infested. And all of them have different halachas. So you have to be extremely careful, especially when traveling, so you don't have your local Jewish supermarket selling uh, bodek or pade, so all these different things where you know they're, they're grown in uh, greenhouses or pre-checked items, and you're traveling and very easily you could think, oh, it's just roots or vegetables. You have to make sure that what you're buying is something that is not of a concern with bugs. If it is something that does have a concern of bugs, you'll have to go through the process of whatever it takes in order to clean it and check it from those bugs.
Each thing may have a different process, different type of chemical or soap or hot water, cold water, shaking, uh, rinsing. There are many different processes depending on the type of uh, produce and infestation. What happens if somebody invites you out? You're going out of town, you're traveling, you're in the bungalow county, and a neighbor, somebody asks you to come over for a Shabbos meal. And perhaps maybe their level of observance is not as great as yours. You're not concerned that they're eating treif chas v'shalom. Of course, their meat, they're buying it in the regular kosher groceries, which carry standard, you know, glatz kosher food. There might not be any concern for that. But more than a piece of meat being a concern, what's in their salad? And that's something you have to be extremely careful about. A while back, many of you may be aware, there was an issue where they found bugs in salmon. That became a major discussion in the Paiskim, where those bugs came from, if they grew with inside the, the fish itself, if they came from the water and the fish was swallowing them. There may be issues and we have to be wary consumers. Now, we've spoken a lot about going into restaurants and getting drinks or whatever it is in non-kosher establishments. Something that we have to be wary of is bugs in the water. That is in New York City. Yes, there are some place that, that we're making, we're lenient about it. There are place that answer it. I don't know how anybody could walk into an unfiltered water place and drink it with a, a nice, innocent uh, conscience. It's a subject of multiple diuresis, and uh, there's definitely enough weighty poiskim that say that it's usher for a suffix diuresis lachumra, and these kopi pots are real. The alaka is if the eye can pick up something, if it's totally microscopic and you don't see anything there, the fact that bugs and amoebas and hunaswat exist and everything, that's not an issue. But as long as your eye can pick up something, it's just not noticeable as a bug, and then upon closer inspection with a microscope, you see it's a bug, that is considered a bug and forbids it, so be wary and careful.